with uh, the message I started back then. Don't know where anymore. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's talking about the manifestation or the gifts of the Holy Spirit to the church. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Many times people become born again. They're saved. And they just want to be a good Christian. Just live a good Christian life. And they're satisfied with that. But God is saying, I want more. I want more out of your life. I gave my son for you so you can have more out of life in this planet. Amen. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, move today. Speak to our hearts from your word. You are the great teacher. Help us this morning, Lord, to receive from you. And fill us with these gifts of the Holy Spirit that your word is revealed to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, God says concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we should not be ignorant. Paul says, I do not want you to be ignorant concerning these spiritual gifts. It's okay to be a Christian. That's fine, you're going to heaven. But you need, we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit to do the work that God has called us to do on the earth. We need the Holy Spirit. There is a purpose that, uh, for which God gave the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is to reach out to the world. We'll talk about that. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, after you have been born again, when the Holy Spirit is given to you, that means when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit comes in with His gifts. Notice, we're not talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you have. It's not your gifts. It's the Holy Spirit's gifts or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit which to us are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we don't have an individual that is the gift of healing. It's the Holy Spirit's gift. And is given to every member of the house of God to do ministry. That's what Jesus said. I don't want you. After Jesus rose from the dead, the disciples were really excited. They saw him die. They saw him buried. And they couldn't believe that he was back up, alive again. And uh, but when they were fully convinced that Jesus had risen from the dead, they felt, hey, we can take over the world. He walked through walls. He's just appearing. Hey, master, we want to take over now. When is the kingdom? They were really, they were really wanting to enter into the kingdom. But Jesus said, not now. I don't want you to go out. I don't want you to do anything. I want you to stay in Jerusalem until you are filled with power from heaven. So every Christian has to be filled with power from heaven. You are saved to do work in the kingdom of God. And you need these gifts or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life to do God's work effectively. So that's the purpose for the gift. But you know something? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now if you never hear anything about the gifts, you will not desire the gifts. And you know, God will give you the desires of your heart. The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. But if you have no desires to manifest the gifts in your life, God is not going to give something to you that you don't desire. So God only gives you that thing that you have desire for in your heart. 
So that's what, that's the reason why we're talking about this. It's so important. There is a purpose for the gift. The first purpose is to be able to effectively reach unbelievers. To be able to effectively reach unbelievers. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5. Paul says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. They were with persuasive words, but not of human wisdom. It says, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So the preaching was in demonstration of the spirit. That means the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's how I preach to you. And I showed, I revealed to you the power of God among you. And so he said, he told us the reason why that was. He says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Not people persuading you and trying to, your faith will only be in the wisdom of men. But when troubles come, you can't stand. Because your faith is not in the power of God. So what God wants us to have is to understand and know his power. So when difficulties come, we know to rest in God's power. And then we are able to reach out to others who don't know Christ. So his preaching was based on the power of God and the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit of God. It gets people's attention. Some of you are going to be called into the ministry in the future. But I guarantee you, there's got to be these gifts manifesting in your life. It makes a lot of difference. It turns people's lives to the Lord. I remember when God called me into the ministry... I left because God had already spoken to me. I'm going to be doing miracles in this ministry. So I bought a a video camera to go with me to Nigeria. I knew then as a new new preacher, nobody's going to give me their pulpit to preach from. Okay? You're a scientist. What are you doing? Preaching. But in Nigeria, they'll give me their pulpit. And right from the first day, God started healing people. It's such a powerful thing, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I remember one night we were praying. This was in Abraka. Some of you, that's a crazy, it's, it's a city in Nigeria. But I was preaching in that church, and a lady that was night blind, she couldn't see at night. God healed her just like that. And the next day, guess what? The unbelieving husband was in church. He was dazed. He couldn't believe. His wife was walking around. Could see. That's the preaching of the gospel with the power of God. But if you, and most of us, that's the preacher's job. No. This is for all of us. For every one of us. He wants to use us. And the man came really excited about it. And the number, the second night was great. More than the first night. You know why? They seen miracles. And that's what God wants us to do. And that's why we're teaching this. For every one of us to go into this and believe God. For God to use us in miracles. Now, I remember also back then, I think it was 2001. I had a team of people here from the United States to go with me. And one of, you, one of them, Timpy, mentioned, how I many you remember Timpy? 
Timpy mentioned Angela. She wrote a song for Angela. Because Angela was really hurting, didn't know much about God. It was not really a marker in the church. But she had prophecies, again, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, spoken over her life. And I was going back again to Nigeria for a meeting, and she decided she wanted to come with me. And I told them, basically, this is what we do. We preach the gospel. We invite them to receive Christ. We pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit. We cast out demons from them. And we pray for the sick and heal them. Do you still want to come? She says, yeah, I will come. <laughs> and she went. And I instructed them, you know, what to do. And the people actually come. I instructed them what to do, how to pray for the sick, how to cast out devils, how to pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit. And, but I think they didn't get it. They thought, you know, I was going to be doing everything myself. And then it got to a stage where we were in a large room. Some of you have been in Nigeria. You see that they all come in and they come for prayer on a one-to-one. And I divided them. You stay over there. You stay there. And you stay there. And uh, Angela, you stay over there. And then they took turns. They took numbers and they'll line up and they'll come to the different individuals for them to pray for them. And uh, I had instructed these people what to do. The reason I'm telling you this is the reason why I'm preaching the the gospel to you about the gifts of the Holy Spirit is God wants you to be a part of it. Angela wasn't wasn't a preacher then and still not a preacher today. She's a preacher's wife now. They don't have a church yet. But... I gave them instruction on what to do. And I believed God. Because they were Christians and they received, God was going to use them. And she was on her own side, her own part, praying for people. And the first person that she was praying for, a demon manifested itself. And the person was trashing all over the place. And I could see Angela. She wasn't praying with all of her heart. She looked across the room to me. It's like, what are you doing over there? Don't you see? Can't you see what's happening here? Why don't you come and help? What's wrong with you? And I was looking at her from the corner of my eyes, and I say, you are, you are it today. You are the evangelist. You will cast out the devil. And she walked with this thing for a while, because I gave them instruction what to do. And finally, the demon left, and she sighed. And I, I, I knew that she was going to relax, and I called back. I said, Angela, you're not finished with the job. You need to get this person filled with the Holy Spirit. And she rolled her eyes. Oh. But that's what God has called us to do, right? Every one of us. And you know, in few minutes, few minutes, that person was already praying in tongues. And then after that first encounter, she gained confidence. May God give you confidence in Jesus' name. But the gift that's in your life, let it come out. That's what we're talking about. The purpose is to effectively reach people. After those people saw a demon come out of that person and she prayed, the line was long for her. (laughs) And she started praying for people. And I remember we were eating in this uh, house together. My team, I think there were about four. One of them is a pastor now. We were eating together. And she was so excited. This lady from Georgia, so excited about casting out devils and all of that. And she felt that was our ministry. Cast out devils, fill them with the Holy Spirit. 
And she told me while we were eating, she said, good luck, I'm going to leave the healing uh, stuff for you guys. My ministry is to cast out devils and get them filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, don't you talk to me like that again. I know I'm not your pastor, but I'm your leader here. You came with me and you do what I ask you to do. And all the rest of them were listening. I said, if they come to you for prayer to be healed, you do it. You do what I tell you to do. I've already told you guys what to do. He didn't take to, she said, yes, sir. Because I was very firm. And they all, the rest of them got the message. <laughs> we don't negotiate here. But it was an amazing thing how God showed up. Before long, I was leaving these individuals in their diff- different churches, ministering on their own. And people were being healed. They were talking about Angela. You know, when that woman of God laid her hands on me, I felt the heat and the pain is gone. And they call her woman of God. If my mind, that was that flaky lady that came over from Georgia with me, you know. <laughs> and I remember when she was coming back to the U.S., she, she started almost crying. She said, good luck, I'm very worried. Will the gifts leave me? Will I be able to do the same thing in the United States? And I told her, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God doesn't take it back. And she still, they still call her over there to do the work, to do ministry for people now. If you exclude yourself, God will exclude you. This is the effective way to do ministry. And I'm sharing with you, now, Denise got healed last Sunday, right? The pain is completely gone. So she suffered with it. God did that. There was a lady, we used to have a, a lot of healing services here, and we will. The week after this coming week, we'll be teaching on the gifts, uh, inspirational gifts. But the week after, we'll be talking about the power gifts, that's healing, miracles, and faith. On that Sunday, we want to have a healing service. And guess what? God is going to be healing people here. Amen. Amen. Now, we had a healing service. There was a lady that came, and she had the issue of blood. Remember? She had the issue of blood. I just came back from England, and they were talking to me. I told her, if you come to the service, that will be the end of it. The doctors didn't know what to do with it. They've done different things. They still came back. They were really scared that she was going to sue them. Because of what happened. And she, she had that thing until Saturday night. She talked to me. And I told her, you come to service. That was the end of it. God healed her. But these miracles God does to bring faith in the hearts of people. So we can effectively reach people if we allow these gifts to flow through us. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 24 and 25. It says, but if all prophesy, that's what speak in tongues and we prophesy. We are a New Testament church. If all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all, he is convicted by all, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed, and so... Falling down on his face, 
He will worship God and report that God is truly among you. When God gives a word of knowledge, he brings so much faith in the heart of the one hearing it. Because they know that you don't have any way of knowing what, what was there. God gives it, gives it to you. That's the power of the gospel. Is this just available to pastors? No, every one of us. That's why I'm teaching on it. And next Sunday after we finish, we'll be talking about the inspiration of gifts. We'll have a time of praise and worship. And I expect you to believe God for you to be used in prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. We're in New Testament church. I have to let this be. Otherwise, we'll just sit and not expect anything miraculous. We just want to live in the natural. And if that's your life, you can never trust God for your troubles. You'll constantly be calling individuals to help you because you are not certain about God in your life. Now let me tell you something. When God has used you, He gives you the confidence that God is with you. And that's very comforting. When we started this ministry, my finances, our finances was really in trouble. We were really hurting. But there was one thing I knew. God was with me. I go into to Africa, sometimes here in the United States. Go into a church and God is doing all kinds of miracles. Death and all of that. I, even though I was having trouble in one area of my life, I knew God was with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's very comforting. I had no business healing. I don't know how to heal a fly. I can't heal a fly. So when somebody's healed and they testify, I knew who did. I, God did it. And God is doing it through you. And he wants to do it through every one of us. Every one of us. I started casting out devils long before I became a preacher. Because I decided it's not only work for the preachers. Amen? Sometimes preachers cannot reach everybody. I'm not everywhere at the same time. Only God is. You are the one in touch with the individuals. And most of the times you can't bring them to church. You minister to them. And if they get healed... They come to church with you. You know, the word is sinners don't go to church. Amen? Sinners don't go to church. Saints go to church. We try to pull them to church, but they really don't like it. Until they are saved. But God is giving us powerful tools with which to reach them. And it's so comforting to know that God is at work in your life. And some of us here, God is going to use us mightily. Just like he used Angela, the lady I was talking to you about, in that confidence. And ministers come in and say, please, we want her in our church. Please, let her come and preach. She's never been in Bible school. She's not, she wasn't a preacher. But when they see the sign, they want you to preach. It's the power of God that God has given to us. And you need to exercise it. The Holy Spirit in your life, God in there with his gifts... And the gifts are for you to use, to manifest in your life, to reach out to people, to bring them to Christ. It's not for you to tell stories about or just, I got this gift, but there's nothing happening. The gifts, for the most part, in most Christians, they are lying dormant in them, doing nothing. They've never seen anything miraculous. I know it because for many years I was like that. Never saw one single miracle. Yet I was very faithful in church. Then I decided I don't like to live like this. I've got to see something in the supernatural. So I can believe God when it comes to my family. 
when we have troubles because I've sinned in supernatural. I can believe God when something's happening to my kids. I can believe God that when my kids are traveling, they are not going to be in any form of accident. God's going to be with them. And I can rest because I know that there is a God. I've seen it with my own eyes. You know, I heard a story about this fellow. And uh, he wasn't living for God. <laughs> but he had seen a miracle take place in his family. And where he, the place where he worked, people were cursing and saying, all these Christians, hypocrites, and all of that. He was a foul-mounted individual. They expected him to be a part of the discussion and the conversation. But whenever they go into that, he'll just be quiet. He won't say a word. He just listened to them say bad things about Christians, about God, about Jesus. He won't say what. So a fellow asked him, well, what do you think about this? He said, listen, I know I'm not living right. Okay? But I'm not going to go the way you guys are going. I know better. I know I'm not living for God. But my eyes have seen miracles. I saw it in my own home. And I'm not going to join you. I need to get my life straight with the Lord. They can't forget it. Amen? And who is God going to use? You. Amen? Amen. Members of the Ark Fellowship. You. Yes, you. We'll be dragging some of you to Nigeria to do work and we'll give you to them to go. <laughs> we'll throw you out to them as the pastors come in and say, we need this person. We'll say, go with that one. And you say, pastor, I've never done this before. You will do it today. Go. Amen? And God will use you. That's the purpose. Otherwise, we will never really see God's hand working in our midst. You'll always be thinking about people and putting them up there as if they're something. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. God wants to use every one of us. Many of us, we quote the scripture, God is no respecter of persons, right? Yes. What he's done for one, he's able to do for another. He just will need to open up and believe. They are not more righteous than yourself. Amen. I'm not more righteous than you are. We all have the righteousness of Christ. We just have to be willing. You know, the word of God says, if you are willing and obedient, you will see it. You eat of the good of the land. Willingness is the first thing. Just to be willing. God, you're going to do this? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to do it. You know, that will please him. You can't brag before God, I'm such a good person. Do you want me to do this? <laughs> he puts you aside. But you say, God, I believe what you say. I'm going to do it. Please use me. I'm willing. And then when the opportunity comes, you step out. Now, let me tell you, until you step out of the boat, you will never walk on water. You need to step out of the boat. I've said it here before, when they cry to you, I have a headache, don't begin to look for ten and all. <laughs> you can give them that later. But lay your hands and say, let me pray for you. They're going to look at you like, huh? I said I have a headache. You're talking about prayer. Say, just let me do this. And you may pray for them and they forget. And they're busy doing their stuff. No pain. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says to them, do you still have the headache? They think, like they're thinking, hey, Susie prayed for me. I don't have a headache anymore. Wow. This Susie must be something. Amen? Next time they go to Susie for help. And open your heart out. You know, I have problems in my family. Why? 
because God, they've seen a miracle. Amen? That's the purpose. That's the second thing is for peace and prosperity of the believer. These gifts are given to us for peace and prosperity of believers. Peace in the sense that when the gifts are in operation in your life, you know God is with you. And God has not abandoned you. Sometimes you come before God. How many of you have been to individuals ministering and all of a sudden they give you a word of prophecy? And it really brings comfort to you in your situation? That happens. And it's very comforting. Sometimes I've had situations where God had already spoken to me at home. And then the next day, a minister says this exactly the same thing to me. And I know this is God. I'm satisfied now because this is going to happen. The word of prophecy is to bring comfort. Now, I'd like you to turn to a scripture with me. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. He says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. So listen, he's speaking to Timothy and saying to Timothy, there were prophecies that were spoken concerning your life. And he's saying that by those prophecies, you may wage the good warfare. Many of you have received prophecy in your, prophecies in your life. People have spoken over your life. As they prayed with you. They tell you things. And some, most Christians, what they want to do is to sit down and wait for that thing to happen. For God to fulfill the word that he spoke through the man of God. But if you read this scripture, what doing when this gift is manifested to you is God showing you his heart where he wants you to go that's the reason for the prophecy and then you take that prophecy and begin to do battle in other words you tell God this was what was spoken to me by the child of God and I'm going to hold on to this God will never fail you God will never fail you many times we think well that's just uh, Pastor Wendy he meant well he's just trying to make me feel good you missed the point. You don't understand that there's another part of God, the supernatural, that's at work with us. You missed the point. If you believe that word and you hold on to that word, regardless of what's happening in your life, even if things are falling apart in your life, you hold on to it, God will come through. I know the words that have been prophesied over me, I, stand, I don't forget them. The words that God has spoken to me, I've actually written them down. And when I'm going through deep trials, sometimes I wake up very early in the morning and I pull those files out and I begin to read. And by the time I'm through, I'm very comforted. I know God's going to come through for me. These gifts are to bring comfort and peace. I, told, I heard a story about this minister. He lives in Colorado, still alive. He's a minister in Colorado, Colorado Springs. And uh, he had a son. And the son, when he, that boy was young, he went places with him. 
and ministers who didn't know anything about the boy will prophesy about the future of this young boy. And he'll listen. The boy will listen. And they'll go another place and the same thing will happen. And over the years, a lot of prophecies about this young boy. And then he grew up to be a man. None of the prophecies have been fulfilled. And then all of a sudden, he was at home one day, and his old, the older son called and said, Daddy, you won't believe this, but I just I have a terrible news for you. My brother is dead. That's the one they have prophecy on. He's in the mug. He's dead. And the father said, wait a minute. My, your mother and I will be there. We're, we're going to join you. They had already taken him. He was completely dead. You know how they do the dead. You know, they tagged them or something. He was already there, completely dead. And the father was in agony, and he started praying to God, praying in tongues, crying out to God. What is this? Uh, asking God to do something. And then all of a sudden, he remembered the prophecies that have been spoken over his son's life. This is not in Africa, and this is United States. And the man is still alive. He remembered those prophecies. And he started talking to God. He said, God, these men were your servant. I know you spoke through them. I know I never met some of them before. They knew nothing about my son. And they spoke all of these things over my son. And none of these things have been fulfilled. He cannot die. You can't lie, God. You can't lie. You spoke through your servants. Not just Bible. You spoke through your servants. And, and these things haven't been fulfilled yet. Now he's gone. This doesn't make sense. He cannot die. His son was trying to reach him. And finally, when he got to the hospital, the, son, the older son said, you know, uh, after I spoke to you, after a while, all of a sudden, he just sat up. He got up. No more sickness, no more pain. There is a God. Amen? There is a God. When the words are spoken, that's why we're talking about the gifts, so we can speak as God leads into people's lives for their future. You do battle. You see, what he did was he took the gift, the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which were gifts to him as they spoke them over his son. He took those gifts, the word, the prophecy, and used them for warfare. And fought a good warfare. And brought his son back to life. Now he has a big ministry. <laughs> Amen. That's what God wants to do. We don't buckle. Just because we have serious problems. We have a God. And we must believe in the supernatural. Amen? You must believe in the supernatural. Let God put his word in, into your heart. And you speak it boldly. Just a few weeks back, I think Shirley met a lady in Walmart. And she was wearing a, a t-shirt from our church. And uh, Shirley told uh, the lady where she worshipped and everything. And a uh, few days later, she called the number because she gave, uh, gave uh, the lady the number to her church. And I got the phone call. And she was very desperate. She said, this man is going for surgery. The guy is in Florida. And the doctor says, he's over. There's nothing. He's, he, he won't be successful. And I felt led to tell her, don't worry about it. 
Nothing will happen to him. The surgery will go well. That's against what the doctor said. The surgery will go well and he'll come out of it and he will be okay. I said, I will pray a short prayer with you, but this was what I felt led to say to her. Then I reminded her to be sure. I said, when he's finished and she's, he's out of surgery and he's doing well, I want you to give me a call. I was very specific. I want you to let me know what happened. You're going to call me back? She said, yes. I said, you're going to call me back? You're going to call me back with good news. And then I prayed with her. This last week, she called back. Everything went well. The guy's free now. But then she had another prayer request. Amen? (laughs) That's the way it is. We must always trust God for the supernatural. Don't give in. Jesus is alive. If you're going through financial difficulties, remember, Jesus is with you. Trust God for your troubles. If it's a problem with your kids, trust God. But also remember that if you are a born-again Christian, especially if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, the gifts are there, and God wants the gifts to be manifested in your life. If you've never been used in that area, we will give you opportunity in this church. Amen? Amen. So that the gifts will flow through your life. And God will bless other lives and bless your life. Amen? Amen. Would you stand up with me this morning? (laughs) You know, many times people come to church expecting nothing. Guess what they go home with? Nothing. When you come, expect something. This next Sunday, God is going to be distributing among us the gifts of prophecy. Tell you how to expect it. Amen? That was my thing. I wanted to know how. How do they know to speak? How do they know that God is wanting to... To, to give the, uh, a word of prophecy. How do they know to speak in tongues? How do, they, how do you receive a word of knowledge? Though that's the job of the minister to study, find out, and tell you how. Amen? But then it's your turn to, jump, to get out of the boat. Amen? And walk on water. I don't want you to be ordinary Christian. Amen? We got to get out of that. So God can do supernatural things in our lives. And then the Sunday after that, we have a healing service. And you will be praying also for the sick. Amen? Amen. And God is going to use you. It's that simple. Everything that God has given us from God, you don't have to buy. They come freely, right? If you're healthy, you don't struggle to breathe. But if you're sick, you know how much it costs you to, to breathe. You know, they hook up all this stuff. You pay for that. But when God gives it, it's free. Amen? So it's a, that's the same with every gift that God has given. Don't make it too complicated. Just be you and walk with God. Amen? That's what He's going to be doing with us. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, just simple. All you need to do is tell Jesus, come into my heart. I give you this. It's a very simple principle. Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. Right? So he's been there wanting to come in. All you have to do is say, okay, I believe. Please come in. And he comes in. It's as simple as that. You say it with your mouth. You see, you can't think it. He doesn't respond to that. If somebody is knocking on your door 
Will you think it and say they're coming and they're really coming? You have to say, okay, you're welcome, right? Open the door and say, you're welcome, please come in. You may open the door and they still be standing looking at you, right? Until you say, come in. And then they walk in with you. God will respect your person until you tell him, please come in. You'll never see him in there. So if you're not saved, all you need to do is tell Jesus, I want you in. And if you want more from God, all you have to do today is tell him, God, I've been a Christian all this time. I want more. I want the supernatural. He'll take you by your word and begin to walk with you. Amen? To take you to another level. Would you raise our, let's raise our hands up to the Lord this morning and thank him and let God know I am ready to be used. I'm ready to be used. I'm ready to be used. I'm not holding back. I will not be afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We are no longer in bondage. God wants to use you. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues. The Bible says, these signs follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. You do it in faith, and God will respond. Amen. Father, I thank you for your people today. Lord, as we prepare ourselves to be used of your Holy Spirit, because he is the Lord of the harvest and is here to do ministry, and we have to cooperate with him, cooperate with him to do this great work. We need him so much, but he also needs us to reach out to them and to reach out to one another. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. We bless your name now in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.